He's the King of Edinburgh. Now he's the new Mayor of London. Will you please welcome Richard Herring? Thank you. Thank you very much. Welcome to the show. Oh, it's wrapped up. Welcome to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast, or as all the cool kids are calling it, Le Hesterpur. I said it wrong. Uh, I, <laughs> I had to read it and I still said it wrong. But there you go. It's a complicated uh, acronym this time, but we have to stick with what we know. And I am the Mayor of London. I'm the self-appointed uh, Mayor of London. Other people have appointed me. I didn't want to do it, but because uh, I've got... I've been on Have I Got News For You and I've got funny hair and I take nothing seriously. That's enough, apparently. <laughs> That's all that you need. So uh, I'll be enjoying my tenure. This is a, a podcast in which I will be interviewing some notable uh, comedy personas and personages. Um, and they're mainly, they're mainly not personas. They are actual people. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, we got some fantastic ones uh, lined up. Charlie Higson, Charlie Brooker, some idiot called Stuart Lee, uh, uh, Graham Linehan and Nick Frost all coming up next week. We oh, It's a surprise, secret surprise. I've got someone very exciting who might possibly do it, so it's well worth buying tickets for, but we'll have someone fantastic. <laughs> Get tickets now, just in case. And then if it, if it just turns out to be my dad... <laughs> It'll be a pretty good podcast. It's uh, not going to be Andrew Collins. That's all I'm going to tell you. That's no chance. Um, but, uh, oh, I forgot to bring the prizes out. That's a shame. I will have to get those. There will be a competition uh, at the end of the show for every, the people who've bothered to pay to come here. The people at home are listening to this for free. Boo. You should hate them. Uh, they should be. They're all laughing at you at home. They, they think you're idiots. But you're not idiots because you're going to get the chance to win Andrew Collins' audio book. <laughs> Uh, that's me in wherever I am in the corner or something it's called I can't remember what it's called uh, but it, it, it sold really well but they over they, they oversubscribed to the number of uh, copies of it they had to the extent that when Chris Evans not that one sends me my DVDs through the post he kind of uses Andrew Collins audiobooks to, as bolts just as <laughs> just to wait the package up so it doesn't shift in transit. So that is. So you get one of those. Uh, there's some good stuff. There's an As It Occurs to Me CD, uh, one of my books, uh, and all brilliant stuff. £50 I'm going to give someone tonight as well. So there's a proper... It's worth coming down. Uh, maybe a couple of tickets to one of the future shows as well. I think next, next week I think I'm going to give away two tickets to see Stuart Lee, which you can't get for love nor money. So it's worth coming next week just for that. Anyway, I've got, uh, I've got married... Um, since, in fact, it's my, it's my one month anniversary today. Thank you. Prime them, prime them to. Uh, uh, and I've noticed actually there's a lot of women in the audience tonight, much more than usual. Usually this is 95% men, uh, 1% women, and 4% other. Uh, but tonight there is a lot of women, which I can only imagine is due to my increased sex appeal as a married man. That's why they're. <laughs> women have heard I've married and they're trying to get to me and try and steal. It's not going to work. You can try as hard as you like, girls. You can, you can try harder than that if you like. Uh, let's see how it goes. But it was good, very good fun getting married. My favourite thing about getting married, and it's, I've put this off, I'm 44 years old. I know I don't look it. Stop shouting out. It's embarrassing. Uh, and uh, I've waited this long to get married. But my favourite thing on the day we got married, we, had, we got married in the registry office and um, we went to a kind of nice hotel to have a big meal. My family were there and some of our close friends. Tim Minchin uh, didn't bother turning up. Um, <laughs> he's invited, didn't bother turning up. Uh, and uh, uh, my dad was at the top table. And because it's quite a posh hotel, they had, um, they had two little uh, kind of 
t- little tiny little jars, like after dinner mint, you know, just a minster breath mints uh, in one, just a little swivel top thing, and then a lip salve, like lip balm that you put on you. Your lips, which is kind of a nice touch. Everyone had this given on their table. And uh, as I was about to stand up and do my speech, my mum told me that my dad uh, had eaten his lip balm. <laughs> because he thought it was cheese. That's... I don't know, he's from Somerset, and it's, I don't think... This is sophisticated London ways, but... Why would they be serving cheese in, like, a tiny... Such a tiny amount, this kind of jar you had to open? And... When, why didn't he realise it wasn't cheese when he is eating it? <laughs> and when he go, there's something a bit odd about this cheese, it's sort of wax. Did he think that, that, did he think that there was cheese underneath the wax? It's like, eat down or something. Well, if I eat the wax, then I'll get to the good bit of the cheese. Luckily, I was married by this stage, so my wife couldn't get back out when she realised what a family of idiots she'd married into. We're a family of idiots, but we've got the most moisturised intestinal tracts. Our anuses are sparking. Ping, ping. <laughs> They're always slightly lubed up and ready to go. If you just lube, you lube that way. That's, I think that's what my dad was up to. That was my. I think when, when I've forgotten everything else about the wedding, that's all I'm going to remember. Though, so I'm not sure. <laughs> my dad eating. He was very just. <laughs> he's 76 years old. We shouldn't really laugh. At him. He's very probably. It's probably mentally ill. Um, <laughs> so it's good to see that. Um, there's some big news. Uh, well, I, I'm doing... I've forgotten all the things I meant to bring out. It's ridiculous. I wanna, I'm going to... Tim? Can you... On, oh, on my desk in there, there's like... Oh, I'm going to have to come... Just... OK. And I think I'm going to have to come. I don't know how far this will go. You, so anyway, I'm uh, quite sure. Uh... So I was on a bus, right? There was this woman sitting in a seat, and I was like, "Get up, you stupid woman!" And she was like, "Oh, punchline!" Thank you. Uh, I don't know what he said. See, so you think the problem is, I thought I could do this without Dan Tetzel and Emma Kennedy. I really thought I could do it without Christian Riley. I was confident about that. It turns out I'm useless without them. Uh, I wanted to go, I'm doing a show called Talking Cop this year. I did a little bit in the, in the secret bit that you can't hear at home. But I want to give you uh, quite, an, this is one of the statistics. It's a, you can go to my website and there's a questionnaire there. If you go to richtang.com slash talkingcock2 slash male or slash female, depending on your gender. I can't help you with that if you don't know. Uh, <laughs> you'll have to look. But this is one of the questions asked in 2002. Have you ever tried to suck your own cock? Uh, 68% of men said they had. It's so close to 69%, which would have been... uh, 68% of men have tried to suck their own cock, ladies. I asked, uh, can you actually do it? Uh, 17% of those who tried uh, could do it. I asked, did you spit or swallow? It's about 50-50 on that, spit or swallow. The spit or swallow your own semen issue. I think it says something if you're not prepared to swallow your own semen. It's a, it's a bit much to expect anyone else to do it for you. What, what's your problem? You've already sucked your own cock. What's, what, to swallow your own semen? Oh, no, that, that would be strange. I'm not going to... 
So if you want to take part in that questionnaire, that would be lovely. There's also a chance to get in the Talking Cup programme. Uh, every year I do a programme for Edinburgh. You get your name in there if you go to uh, justgiving.com slash talkingcock. Uh, denote £15 at least, and then that money will all go to Scope, which is a brilliant charity that Tim Minchin is letting down very madly next week. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be... Uh... There's a lot of disabled kids going, why, why isn't there any dinner tonight? <laughs> I, I thought there'd be food. It's because Tim Minchin wanted to go to America to be with David Duchovny. That's why. It's because he hates you. He's like Ricky Gervais. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that's, uh, that's exciting. And uh, I'm quite angry about, in the news, uh, last week... Uh, well, in the last couple weeks, Mary Beard is um, this fantastic TV presenter. I don't know if you know, you must watch her programmes. She does uh, shows about Pompeii and the Romans. A fantastic academic. I mean, she's a middle-aged lady. And what's unusual about her is that she hasn't bothered to do a makeover to be on TV, which I don't think is something we should be looking down on. I think we should be saying, that's fucking great. In, when I, in the 1970s, when you weren't alive, uh, <laughs> in the front row, there were lots of weird-looking people on TV, just ordinary-looking people. And now, you know, they go to American TV programmes would come in and everyone would be beautiful. And we would laugh at that and go, isn't America ridiculous? And now it's getting to the stage where A.A. Gill and Samantha Brick, who is a made-up construct... <laughs> She does not exist. She's just been invented by the Daily Mail to make you click on her page and earn the money, so do not do that. But uh, AA Gill, a lot of people ask what AA Gill stands for. AA stands for Anus Arsehole Gill. It's not, but the whole thing's an acronym. It's Anus Arsehole Gash Intercourse Labia Lavatory. That is what it stands for. And he's been criticising Mary Beard for not being attractive enough to talk about Romans. On... I actually think Mary Beard is one of the sexiest women on TV because she's actually completely... She's very funny. She's really naughty. Got a great sense of humour. Uh, and they can all fuck off. So I'm quite angry with... A.A. <laughs> Gill, who remember, shot a, a baboon or something so he could see what it would be like to kill a person. Which is <laughs> fucked up on so many levels. <laughs> You have to shoot a person to find out what it'd be like to shoot a person. That's the first... That you found out what it's like to shoot a monkey. You twat. Uh, but, and uh, the ba- and, and, and interesting news on the BBC website today is that dinosaur farts uh, raised the temperature of the Earth uh, by 10 degrees. That is why it was... That's why it was so hot uh, in the Jurassic era. I don't know if you were around then. Because there were a lot of dinosaurs and they've... they've, they've and this is genuinely true. Some scientists working out how much cows fart have extrapolated that it's a bit like Jurassic Park but more kind of fart based <laughs> and worked out how much ex- but I'm a bit worried now because if that causes global warming farting I think I might be contributing quite a lot it makes the room warm enough for me and my, my wife does not enjoy it I have to say <laughs> but it's just kind of turning into a sort of uh, prose you know, a, a swamp of some kind so, uh, so that's kind of terrifying you so do not fart Stop farting. You're destroying the planet. I'd like to see kind of nuclear power, no thanks kind of stickers about that to stop, stop people farting. And uh, the Muslim extremists, uh, the uh, Guantanamo Bay being uh, tried at the moment, uh, and they're going to get the death penalty if they're found guilty of, um, of uh, orchestrating 9-11, which I think is playing into their hands. I don't think that they want... They actually want to die because they'll be, you know, in their minds, and maybe they're right. Uh, they will, when they die, they'll get to heaven and they'll be lauded for the fantastic things they've done. Uh, but So what they should do, if they, these guys are found guilty, they should make sure that they never die. That should, that's the only way to put people off. They should artificially keep them alive forever. It must be possible to do that now, just on a life support system. Just make one that works, even when the planet Earth is destroyed in about 15 billion years' time. 
just send a space ship into with it, just them kept alive, like in Star Trek or something that happened. And then I think the Muslims might, the Muslim extremists might stop uh, blowing up, you know, big buildings and stuff. That's, that's, that's what they're doing. Uh, but uh, anyway, I'm sure there was something else I wanted to talk to you about, but I, I don't think I'll bother. Um, so. Um, <laughs> just we'll check uh, no there isn't so uh, uh, Ben Walker I'll forget to do this wants me to say that Do the Right Thing is on the 29th of May at the Phoenix in London it's got Jenny Claire Roman in some other idiots on it uh, so go and see that if you like uh, podcasts which judging by this audience so far so no oh, actually I've got the prizes the, what you can win is a half used Radox men invigorating shower gel <laughs> This is good. Uh, this is fucking great, actually, fellas. I don't know why I'm giving this away. It was just in my bag. And now, now I've got it out, and instead of giving it away, I'm regretting it. Because if you put this on your balls when you're cleaning your balls, it really tingles in a fantastic way. I don't know if they should put that on the adverts. Radox are not sponsoring me, for surprisingly, to say this. In fact, I think that once they hear this, they might ask me to not say that. But Or just on the tip of your... You know what I'm talking about? Just leave it. It's got mint in there. It's kind of nice. And you'll be minty fresh and girls will like that, right? Right about that. So that's... I'm, I, I, I'm presuming it'll work on female genitalia as well. I don't know. I don't have any. And although I know my wife very well, I haven't said, can you come in the shower so I can stick some of this up your twat and just see how... I just want to see. Just tell me how it feels. So that's a good prize. I might just make that the only prize. Uh, they, this is just to tantalise the people here. Someone, uh, a man called Elliot Line has given me loads of copies of a book called Very Clever Puzzle Compendium, Volume 1. <laughs> this is only the first volume. Over a hundred... Over a hundred logic puzzles. Over a hundred. Uh, word and number puzzles to excite, entertain and exercise your brain. This is for people from Mensa. So... <laughs> it's not as good as the, the, the shower gel I've put on your genitals. <laughs> If you put this on your genitals, it won't tingle. And if you uh, walk around reading this book, no one of the opposite sex will attempt to have sex with you, however minty clean your genitals are. But it's a nice gesture, so do buy that from somewhere online. You can buy the complete Aotama. See, that was an acronym, wasn't it? And that's better than Rahulastapa, isn't it? Andrew Collins, where did it all go right? You can use as ballast. Uh... And uh, the Bye Bye, Bye Ballum, uh, the collection of my first... Uh, this, you can't get these anymore. These are, these are nearly... They're like gold dust. or Kind of like gold dust. They're like gold dust that, you know, uh, about 800 people wanted and then no-one else wanted anymore. If that's like gold dust, you can get that. I'm doing a second volume of that, which will be out on the Kindle. Uh, I think Talking Cock is also coming out as a book very soon as well. Uh, but anyway, that's enough plugs. I'm going to the Bloomsbury Theatre on the 15th and 16th of May. I said it was enough plugs. I know, but I... Thought I'd get another one in with What Is Love Anyway? Great show. Uh, it's a great show. <laughs> yeah, that might convince some people. They might go, I, I heard a bloke on, on a podcast say it was a, he went, oh, it's a great show. I must go and see that. Uh, so anyway, I think we'll get on with... I'm sure I had something else brilliant to talk about. I'll talk to uh, Tim about when he comes on. Uh, I like, as I said before, I like to uh, help out new acts who are struggling a little bit. <laughs> who I think are good, but maybe other people haven't spotted spotted yet and uh, our next our first guest on the series is someone who's doing alright but I think he should be doing better than he is doing uh, he, he hates the disabled but we let's I mean I'm, I say forgive and forget about that you know there's, there's lots of good things he does as well you can't judge can't judge someone just on that that'd be like just judging Hitler on the genocide thing wouldn't be, that wouldn't be fair would it when you think think of the other things he did 
he's a lovely man. It's not fair that he's doing better than I am at comedy because he's not even really a comedian and he just... I've been doing this for 20 years and I've... Uh, will you please welcome the incredible Tim Minchin, ladies and gentlemen. Here he is. Sit down, Tim. Tim Minchin. <laughs> Interesting, huh? My first question to you, Tim Minchin, is have you tried to Have suck you ever your tried to suck your own penis? <laughs> I think I did early on. Yeah, how I did was you... so far off. I Were thought you? this is going to take too much work. I to could uh, I tried and I could just get the end in. You serious? Yeah. It's a mainly visual joke for the people. There's two different ways, there's two different uh, physical attributes a person can have in order to facilitate the sucking of their own cock. One is a very flexible back and the other is a huge cock. Yeah. You do not look like a man. Oh, my back is. Oh! (laughs) It's so stiff, it's just so. I can barely bend my back at all. Do Ah. you struggle to nod? When I was researching uh, talking cock, actually, it just reminded me there was a man that it's possible to have anal sex with yourself. Have you not tried? Have you ever erect- tried to do this? It's, it's not possible. with an erection. It's not. Some people can do it with a sort of semi-erection. But there's a story about a man who was in a he was in quite a sad situation of a prisoner of war camp in Russia or something like that. And he'd got a bit sad, mentally ill. Sad until <laughs> he spent a lot of time on his own. Yeah. And then he realised he was able, this is going he to, was be able fine. to bend his cock around, erect, get it in his anus, and no. have anal sex with himself by gently rocking back and forth. There That's are two ways you can, you can facilitate uh, uh, auto anal <laughs> sex. One is to have a long cock, and the other is to have a long anus. <laughs> so you can pull the your unravels. anus around the... Well, to be fair, you have a hell of a lot of spare intestine. Yes. If you can prolapse... You prolapse yourself and just sort of keep unravelling from the inside. You could actually bring your anus round to the front. <laughs> do you think that... Anyone could do it. Do you it. think that would be as much fun, though? Wouldn't that be just... Wouldn't you might as well just take the stuffing out of a sausage and put that on the end of your... That's cup? true, actually, yeah, because once be. you get a few inches up, I don't think there's many nerves in there, so... <laughs> oh, but it'd still be nice for your dick. It just won't be nice for your anus. I don't... Surely part... <laughs> to my knowledge. Surely part of the... Which is limited. Surely the the enjoyment of anal sex is that the anus is enclosed around a body, though. It's not that it's a a a sheath. It's just like putting a condom on. That's not. I mean, it's all right, but it's not. Anus floating alone. It's, yeah, in fact, of course, what you get if you prolapse yourself, of course. Yeah, of course. As we all know. I wasn't expecting uh, this to be the first conversation we had. What you're having sex with is a colon. Yeah. And a colon is very flexible. You don't get the sphincter. Yeah. Um, you need some little bit of... You need the sphincter. <laughs> perhaps you could... Um, do you or you, do you not need What you could do, you could prolapse and then put your own intestines into someone else's anus. <laughs> but then you're just like, the whole thing's well, ridiculous. If you've got someone else's anus, why would you prolapse yourself? Because you just wanted to say you could, that's why. Because oh, it's there, that's, that's why. Like, <laughs> the Edmund Hillary theory of fucking prolapse, they <laughs> Why, Sir Edmund? Because <laughs> it was there, bro. Exactly. So anyway, how are you doing? You all right? Well, I'm all right now yeah. because 
because being okay is relative it always is and yeah. when you uh, given that I've now got myself into the headspace of thinking I'm in a Russian concentration camp <laughs> <laughs> fucking my own prolapsed colon yeah. I think now whoosh back here we are on stage Do you think we've anus to- intact I feel brilliant <laughs> <laughs> it's all relative it's all relative I feel very whole. We may have gone with a W. Not we may have a. gone. Uh, we may have gone too far too soon. It may be hard to, to reach these heights. Don't worry. For the rest we're just, of the hour. Yeah, that's right. We're we are going to scale go. a mountain of obscenity. I'm Why? Sure because are. it's there. <laughs> so I've got married recently. Yeah, a month I know. ago. See that there's to an ugly chick. So no applause this time. <laughs> to a real. You know what I mean? I could have done better. I mean, sh- look at me. Squat, ugly. Well, I'm a short, fat Charlie Borman looking like, and that's what most girls are looking for. And so I could have had my pick, but I've gone for personality. She's a very, very beautiful woman. She is a bit hot. But um, I don't value that above other attributes. I just find it funny that you got one. (laughs) Actually, I don't. You're very handsome. I'm all right, you know, I'm all right. But you're quite old and short. A lot of... A lot of people are saying how much Brad Pitt started to look like me. Not, not that I've started to look like Brad Pitt. It's a criticism no. of Brad Pitt. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's not well done, Richard. It's like a Brad reflection Pitt. of his decline, yeah. not your ascent. It's very mountainous, this conversation. It's all about peaks and troughs. Yes. So have you got, you've been married for what? For a few years? Ten years. Ten years, yeah. wow. My wife uh, bought me this. Um, he rubbish, says on my podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, ten years wire. is tin. Oh, I see, okay. Uh, so she bought me a piece of tin. That's nice. But she got one too. Um, they both. Uh, it looks so, uh, to describe it to people at home. It looks a like a paper clip that has been <laughs> stretched out she so that it will fit around someone's wrist. That as well. But there were two of them, and we're okay. both wearing them until they break. At which point we're going to uh, break up. it's arbitrary really it's as good a reason as any it is I think that's good so have you got any tips for me on how to make my marriage last because a month I was quite pleased with Month is. I good. wasn't expecting it to be this long. The good thing about I just a month get a party. is it's a twelfth of a year, and yeah. a year is a tenth of a thing. So one hundred and twenty. I mean, it's it's just a matter of sticking with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> any whole number is just a series of fractions stacked on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, don't know. I think we've only got to do five hundred ninety-nine more months, and it's yeah. a golden wedding. I think that's what it is. Sweet. So that's not so not so much, is it? No, really. Something I, like that. I don't know what. I, th- I think um, I think uh, it's really boring, but I think being realistic, uh, and, and I don't mean being realistic about. I, I mean uh, understanding that um, my, my big thing is that if you go into marriage, I, I don't believe in romance in the sense that that I think um, some people think is important. In that you, you don't go into marriage thinking. Um, this is my soulmate, and this is... I mean, I'm on, on the record being boring about this, but um, <laughs> this, is, this is my one true love, and come what may, and, you, you know, what, what the, 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 the vows, the traditional vows are actually salient. You, you, it, it's going to be shit, and you stick with it through that. And, it's, <laughs> and if you go into it, it's not about accepting that it's going to be shit, but if you go into it knowing that marriage is one of the choices you can make... And if you if you want a monogamous one, I don't know about Katie, but mm. I assume you want a monogamous one. <laughs> if I was married to Katie, I'd just lock the shit in. I, I, I wouldn't know. You don't want any open relationship. That's going to serve her better than that serves you. Um, <laughs> and me, it'll serve me too. Um, and my wife, who's awesome. Uh, but if, if you want a monogamous 
marriage, you have to accept that monogamy is uh, uh, a choice that comes with the sacrifice of not monogamy, <laughs> and that the sacrifice sometimes hurts. And you know, if you go and going, this woman is my ideal, and I'm never going to want anything else. Then one day you will want something else, and you won't be prepared for it. So just, but anyway, I mean, that's fucking ridiculous. That's the sort of thing people. Uh, get married when they're 17 and stuff. I mean, you're, yes. you're in your I've 60s. waited a little bit. I've done it. <laughs> so I don't think realism is going to be I've your problem. I've been goal hanging a little bit. Sperm. <laughs> Sperm that swims is going to be your problem. <laughs> not, not reality. <laughs> reality, reality, yeah. You, 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 reality you have in spades, yeah. No, uh, uh, you're, you're going to be great. I mean, she's awesome and you like each other and stuff. Oh. Yeah, as long as you don't think that... Um, that your love transcends logistics. You know? <laughs> I was thinking that. That's the terrible thing. I was just thinking it exactly does it? that. It doesn't, no. Well, no, but, but you know, I think I've done this hour and a half show about love, which you've done what a four minute song about, which I think probably sums up everything I say in my <laughs> yeah, hour. It's amazing what <laughs> so, rhyming does. It does. But the, the, the song, uh, If I Didn't Have You, Someone Else Would Do, is completely uh, correct yeah. in, the, you know, yeah. in, that, in that sense, in that we love meeting someone is all about. The right time, and the, you know, if I, if the, the woman I'd been trying to chat up a month before I met uh, Katie had said, yeah. "Oh, I will go out with you," then I wouldn't have been in a position yeah. to go out with Katie. So yeah. all these things, all these variables, just to, to affect things, and it's about two people being in the right place at the right time. I think pretty much, when, if you watch like Big Brother and stuff, they get—I mean, they immediately get twenty idiots into a room, but pretty much always three or four of them think they fall in love with each other, which yeah. makes you think. You could probably pretty much fall in love with anyone in the right circumstances, couldn't you? Yeah, I think I think uh, as a as a rule, humans historically have found profundity in the wrong places. <laughs> they find that we, we we look for meaning and profundity by saying by by the things that happen by coincidence by. Uh, building around them a skin of um, fate or, or whatever. Don't talk about building skins around things <laughs> when, when you're trying to be profound. <laughs> you were doing very well. skins? We build foreskins around things. Um, he was talk talking about, about prolapsed anuses a minute ago. Don't start it. Now he's saying, oh, I'm more profound. Foreskin chopped off very early on in my life. So. Did you? Yeah. That's I know I only job. have three skins. Uh, <laughs> the, the, um, the Australians but, you know, do have the, are circumcised uh, quite about, about In the 70s, very yeah. much so. All the way into the 80s, circumcision was de rigueur, yeah. um, the French Australians. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I got, um, I got uh, my foreskin taken from me. And I hope to do a reality TV show about my um, trying to find it. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think your foreskin is? There are, there are quite a lot of Jesus' foreskins knocking around. Oh, oh yeah. That was a oh, holy you can get that was a holy, holy Yeah, He got holy, circumcised a lot. What's it that called, guy? the bit of skin? The preface. The preface, uh, the, the holy preface. Yeah, there's a preface. Preface? Preface. It's a preface. <laughs> a preface is... Uh, is it's like... an odd heckle, isn't it? That's not what he... <laughs> and he's just... He thought, oh, that's pre- it. I've been pre- waiting pre- my pre- life pre- to shout out the word preface. <laughs> and uh, now I've done it. I'm not going to reiterate that that was correct. Yeah. I've done it. I'm yeah. happy. It's on a, it's on a podcast. <laughs> I can sit I back. No I'm the guy shouting out Heckle no more. <laughs> uh, so people, uh, we, we find profundity uh, by trying to stack shit up, by trying to say... Uh, you know, love is is um, prof- is holy and profound and sacred and single and it's one off and all this. And we, and, you know, life is sacred because after it we get another one. And we, it's uh, that, 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 I have a problem with that. I think um, I think uh, the 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 fact that all this shit is very unlikely is what is exciting. 
Yes, well, I, I do concur. We are. Yeah, we, 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 we are of a mind there. I'm not trying this. to convince you. Well, we agree on the kind of. I think we both have that idea of the wonder of us being here at all. Is, yeah, you yeah. know. Well, all the 600 million uh, yeah. before the the they press record on the podcast, Richard was banging on about being uh, one of 600 million sperm. Uh, so the the odds on when uh, I was a sperm, it wasn't. <laughs> I'm not that now. <laughs> Don't go out dressed with 599,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,999,
because what you'd do if you knew you were going to be uh, marooned I'd bring is, my mp3 player and you, have all, everything you'd have everything but all you, what you would choose is eight of the longest pieces you could find the <laughs> longest and most complex so I'd say because the ring cycle count as one <laughs> because over the years you might develop you know you, you, you'd sit there for a year looking for the motifs you know you, you'd take stuff just like you go, what book do you want well I want the biggest book with the most stuff in it ever I'm trying to fill in time here you know so, so it's, it's a stupid hype Hypothetical. It's not stupid, but it's a, like all hypothetical. Like all This is stupid, <laughs> Minchin. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's it's a hypothetical, and like all hypotheticals, it requires a leap of imagination, not too much examination. So, so I went in thinking, I just want to do eight songs that I think are awesome, and I don't know. So. The bit I don't get is we go. You, you, she always goes at the end. Go imagine seven of your records have washed away. <laughs> See, I would just have kept my record somewhere where that wouldn't happen. Yeah. Okay, if you've got a record player, yeah. I'd have kept them very high up in yeah. a cave. I'm on a desert away. I've got nothing but eight records. I'm going to look after those make fucking sure records. I'm going to clean them, make sure yeah. they. I'd be. I'd, I'd have them as a roof. You know, I'd, have, I'd have long since eschewed listening for a roof. Uh, they'd drawn a face on them and made them your friends like Tom <laughs> yeah. Hanks does yeah <laughs> listen to Wilson Pickett just so you can say Wilson <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm thinking of Wilson's on the top of my head weren't there some Wilson brothers Wilson from Dad's Army it's a, not, it's a difficult crossover because people, people need to <laughs> yeah they need, he probably did there must be a million people with Wilson as uh, Brian Wilson I was thinking Fucking Beach Boys. It's amazing you've gone for Wilson Pickett first, which is made up of the daughter of one of the Wilsons. Isn't, isn't Wilson oh, I don't know. I probably, I probably made a dickhead <laughs> of myself again. But I was thinking that the Beach Boys were Wilson. I couldn't think of Brian's name. No. He wrote one of the best songs. So, I, know, God only knows think of his name either. Got very close to. <laughs> I haven't got him wrong, have I? Um, very close. Uh, God only knows. I know me. Yeah. Um, very close to my desert island, but um, sits in the same place for me as Waterloo. God, what a boring choice. I wanted to put some disco I wanted to do like Young Hearts Run Free or um, like because I love all that era but I thought credibility (laughs) such as it is not tempted to choose eight of your own songs Uh, just for the because if you think about it you get the money from the them playing on the radio, you make uh, you could make up about three or four quid. If three you just, four quid. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably kill myself stuck in a house for a morning with my own songs. <laughs> People did Sandy Shaw chose like two of her songs, I think, two of her own songs. Yeah, just I, think do you, that's where you go. God, this person is. It? Well, I think they're just trying to say this is what means something to me in my life. You but know? it doesn't come across like that, Tim. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, that. Because you are Sandy Shaw. If you want to hear one of Sandy Shaw's songs, just fucking sing the song. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. waste one of your records yeah, on it. Take a ukulele as your luxury <laughs> item. <laughs> Good. So Matilda, I, I went to see. I thought it was all right. I'm <laughs> done with some edits. Well, can I give you some advice on yeah, this? Yeah, love I some notes. Yeah. The thing is, like, all the the girl playing Matilda. I'd not seen her on Strictly Come Dancing or anything like that before. Did you she not wasn't think of, chosen on a TV show. Do you think, why, why didn't you get, like, maybe Russell Grant to be Matilda? Because he's in The Wizard Who's of Oz, Russell I Russell Grant? Yeah, he's in The Wizard of Oz. Where's yeah. he from? Well, you all know, everyone knows him. Right? <laughs> he's, he's an astrologer, so you'll like him. Oh. Um, he can see the future. He can actually see the future. 
for a twelfth of people at the time. If you saw the future and you thought, <laughs> in the future, I'll be in the Wizard of Oz playing the wizard, you'd, you'd change something, wouldn't you? <laughs> you'd think, that could be something else. <laughs> I think he's on Strictly Come Dancing. I've got... Can I give you another idea? I've got an idea we could collaborate on. Mm-hmm. I read a book called James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> Why don't you do that? Uh, actually, it's, it's up. It's yeah, up as good. a musical. Someone else well, is writing it. no, it's my idea, so... I've had the idea <laughs> of doing... I read the book and then I had the idea of doing it. So you, you write the songs and we'll, uh. just, we'll split the money. OK. But yeah, good. Um, good to get so, that sorted out. Yeah. It's very good, Matilda. It's very, we went to, so I went to see it with my... Um, she was just my girlfriend then, I think. Might have been my... No, she was my... Were you my fiancé I mean, then? I don't even know if she... Do you know where she We is? got married very quickly. Where is she? Why do you keep looking over there? I don't is know. You looked st- over there, so I thought you'd been talking is to her. Is that a Katie sort of I'm style? just living in hope that you're my wife. That's why I just... <laughs> <laughs> Where she's is not she? going to. She she will not uh, join in. She's very. She's Kate, a very shy. She will if I stand up my, comedian. If I do my special voice, she does anything. Where is she? <laughs> <laughs> that was her shouting out preface. That's why. That was. That's why she's. She's used up all her energy shouting that out. <laughs> she has to shout it out quite a lot. I make her say it. Say it. Do you know? I kids... can feel your preface. Kids get herpes off moils. <laughs> Actually, there's statistically a certain number of babies each year dies of herpes got from a moil. Mo- from them biting the... Yeah, from uh, biting the whole... The foreskin off his... But we're learning some stuff about... Really, Dead babies. Anyway, what are we talking about? We're talking about Matilda. We're talking about religion. giant's foreskin. Yeah. But it's... Uh, <laughs> that's going to Broadway. James and his prolapse peach. <laughs> It's a good idea to take, like, a film and put, turn it into a musical. That's like Matilda. But Matilda wasn't a successful enough film to do it with. You've made a mistake. Should have done um, that one, I don't know, uh, that one about where... Um, oh, fuck, I forgot the name. Sliding Doors? Yeah, sliding Doors. <laughs> well, you know, there was a million films to choose from, and then I went for a very specific <laughs> one. That I can't think of the, the one where that, those two unfunny comedians have to pretend to be gay, the gay when they're firemen, that one, that you should do that as a musical... <laughs> I can, it would have worked if I could have thought of the title of the... I don't know. Preppers movie. Man. Larry and Chuck. Larry and Chuck get married. <laughs> I haven't said... I mean, this audience is like... It's like a living Wikipedia. That's what it is. So if you... It's an interesting... So you get nerdy uh, people coming to the podcast just going, what's that little known fact. Yeah. If you know what a foreskin is called once it comes off, yeah. off you know nearly everything. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a kind of gateway to greater knowledge. As a hive mind, these people will know everything. And what we're going to do after is just edit it down. So that rather than me blathering and ruining we the joke, like we know that everything. voice was just coming. Larry and Chuck get married. Larry Duck. Okay, what happened to your voice, Larry Richard? I just oh, had a cold for a Turner second. and Hooch. <laughs> Turner and Hooch, that'd be brilliant. Backdraft. Russell Grant could be. Backdraft. Russell Grant could be Hooch. Backdraft the musical. Backdraft. Oh, I think we've been doing that it's tonight. Hot. How hot is it? It's very, very hot. How hot is it? Very, very hot. But it's going to get hotter if you open the door. Don't open the door. <laughs> I, uh, the movie, movie into musical thing is all it's it's all encompassing now. It's yeah. it's more dominant in trying to make theatre than um, than uh, what I call jukebox musicals or back catalogue musicals. Yeah, I was and the first person to ever do uh, a jukebox musical. Oh yeah, I was. was. I genuinely was. I wrote, I did a show called Rara Rasputin in uh, 1992. I did, which was the music of Boney M and the story of Rasputin, as if he was a pop star who'd written all those songs. <laughs> Did it, the Edinburgh Fringe. That was after the Buddy Holly story. 
that doesn't count. That's the Buddy Holly story. That's yeah. just Buddy Holly singing his songs. That's not. You've got to think of a different. You've got to put the songs in a different thing. <laughs> it can't be just. The oh, story. I see. No, there, there is so a like distinction before, there because um, Buddy did that. It's the story of the band and uh, the Peter Allen one. Um, Boy from Oz. <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Sometimes and, you don't uh, even have to ask them, they just shout the yeah, stuff out. Yeah, shout out. Uh, and, uh, that was just that was your brain to speak. Um, uh, and then there's another one, like the, the Mamma Mia model, which is I was the first to do it. Yeah. And so I think I know more about musicals Although, than you do. 1992 <laughs> yeah. was the opening year of a little-known jukebox musical called We Will Rock You as well. I did it first. <laughs> You did We Will Rock You? It'd be amazing. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. Uh, if I'd written We Will Rock You, I would pretend I hadn't written not be, <laughs> You would not be here talking to me. <laughs> I would not. Um, yeah, everyone wants to put movies on a stage and, and you, you sort of want to... In, in my position now, I, um, people are asking me to help them, which is an extraordinary... Uh, um, uh, risk, but um, uh, uh, but you, you know you think I'm, I don't want to be one of those people putting movies on a stage. But the trouble is with movies, is there's an incredible back catalogue uh, catalogue of incredible stories. So actually, there are some wicked ideas. Uh, so I don't know. You know, you're going to do it. For it's hard to life. resist it. I've got a couple of movie to stage ideas that I think are really brilliant ideas, but we'll see. Good. Yep. But the terrible thing that is an amazing thing for you is at the moment you seem to be being pulled in every single direction and being asked to do every, I mean, it's an amazing point to get to where basically your, all your dreams are coming true. So you've yeah, I keep thinking one of my kids is going to get leukaemia. Like, <laughs> literally. And I'm not a... Is that one of your dreams? <laughs> what an awful dream to have. That's the next thing. But you know, I go in and say, I'll how do we make all this my happen? boxes? <laughs> and Peter can't well, leave. There's no way of making it. Can't we leave the Isn't microwave terrible, for a though? while? <laughs> See what happens. No, we can't do it. I'm moving. Tim Minchin. If I want my kids to have leukemia, they will have leukemia. <laughs> We're no. moving to Stoke on Trent. Why? Power lines. <laughs> <laughs> But it must be, you know, you're going to America to do uh, Californication with... Uh, it is a bit ridiculous because... Fox Mulder. I was... Tra- <laughs> I, was I had this... Um, uh, I used to... I was a sort of actor-musician before I discovered comedy in my late 20s. Uh, um, for the podcast people, I tend to say comedy in inverted commas, but um, not only because my version of it deserves inverted commas, but I... Um, I sort of comedy saved me from poverty and <laughs> destitution and and frustration, but um, didn't work for but me. But I always look at him. Looking a gift horse in the mouth. Um, uh, but but I for for I. I I always thought, oh, well, I'm not really necessarily done with acting. I mean, and so uh, I set about last year thinking what what can I do to get back into acting and I've actually got a project in Australia in the middle of next year that's a theatre you know a play that I, I, I that I'm going to be in and I thought oh, that'd be great in 2013 I'll go and do a, this little play in Australia and I can just test the waters and see if I'm still interested in acting and whether I'm any good at it and whether the audience likes it and then I can maybe explore that a bit more and then I was in LA um four weeks ago and 
this audition came up and I went and did it and by in, in that LA way um, by the afternoon the contract was done and by the next day I was doing a photo shoot for the props department you know yeah. like I was just they're just like yep and you're on and then I thought holy shit and I've been sort of sweating about that and cancelling um, gigs for disabled people which <laughs> are lucky because I hate disabled people and, <laughs> and uh I don't know, so I was, how's it, uh, scope, I thought that was like bears or something. And uh, I thought, how am I going to get out of this? So I contrived to get a role in, a, in yeah. LA soap so opera. And, um, and, then, uh, and then this thing happened with, uh, with the musical, with uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, which um, uh, is something I've been wanting to do for 20 years. And so, yeah, I'm just going through this phase where everything I've ever wanted um, seems to be... Um, Available to me, is that a good and thing so I based? think my kid's going to get looked. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Because you know, I'm totally non-superstitious, but you can't help but feel, and it, it's actually a sense that you think the world should be balanced. It's actually a sense that if someone has something fucked to that, they deserve something good, and we hold that very dear to us because when some someone we love or something happens terrible, you think it'll, it'll turn around. <laughs> it'll turn around there's no reason why it will statistically it might not turn around yeah. in fact if you have three things fucked happen to you there's a pretty good statistical chance you'll have a fourth thing no better than someone who's had none but it's still a good chance and and so when a whole lot of good things happen to you you think surely surely I'm going to get slapped for this shit you know <laughs> so that's yeah <laughs> You are ginger, was the thing. And I have been circumcised, (laughs) even though there's no evidence that it helps. (laughs) I can't feel the bottom of my cock. The thing is, he was ginger when he was unsuccessful as well. So yeah. that's not... That's I know. Not a, don't worry, it's all relative. <laughs> it's all relative. Yeah, but so is it... Because when, when you were doing your big, uh, your big tour of the arenas with the orchestra, and you were also presumably, in the same year, kind of putting together Matilda, or it was sort of together, did you have any... T- I just was trying to work out how you had any time to do anything. I feel like I worked quite hard, but you were doing these two major projects pretty much at the same time, wasn't it? And then... Or was they, were, they, were they kind of not at the same time? I don't know. Well... But, but it must have been, you must have had very... If you're writing... Yeah, it was I'm guessing thing. writing a musical is not the kind of thing you sit down and kind of toss off in a week. <laughs> <laughs> He's flirting with me. It's just like Kirsty from Desert we had, uh, we had a nice, We had a nice moment backstage, actually, whereas I was... Because I, I came on the first half and my tie was hanging a bit too far down. I don't know if you spotted. I did his tie and, for And uh, we had a nice kind of, like, ghost and moment where... the small end into his shirt. He, he did, he did my, he worked out how, how long my tie should be. We were looking at each other. It was. It's beautiful. <laughs> I thought we might just actually roll onto stage kissing each other. <laughs> See, we could do Ghost the Musical, which has been done, but with two men putting a tie on. And then... For two just hours. Trying to... P- The first act could be two men trying to bum themselves. Yeah. yeah. And being quite frustrated. I think you'd put the tie in the first act. (laughs) Leave leave somewhere to go. I think if you do prolapsing in the first act, tucking a tie in will seem a little bit pedestrian. (laughs) (laughs) Unless he wears his prolapsed lower intestine as a tie. God, this is, we're getting. I've got, I want my favourite song of yours, and there are many. But my favourite one, I know you kind of don't like it so much anymore. And you did talk about it to Kirsty Young was um, 
The Phil Dowd song. Oh, yeah. Which just every single time I hear it. Well, it's good for people like us. Yeah, fuck. I mean, it's just this amazing song, which is about a bad review you got, which was, I mean, I've, you know, the problem is, as you say, everyone re- read the review. If you, if you Google Phil Dowd... i Phil's career a lot. <laughs> yeah. But you Google Phil Dowd, but it's awful for him. The, fir- you know, the first or second thing comes up is this one-star review of your first Edinburgh show. Yeah. Which is a fucking horrible, mean-spirited, and incorrect review that's been proved yeah. wrong. And then there's this very childishly petty and brilliantly funny response of, you know, I think as a performer you get it because you kind of want to go to the person who's written you a bad review and, and, put, and tear a strip off them, but yeah. you, you wait some time and then written this fantastic... You've got to listen to this song, it's fantastic. You know? well, but yeah. it's, it's, it's so nasty. You ask, <laughs> the, you're saying, you know, I want you to cut bits off your face and eat them in front of your children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I, I want to make your I children watch... I call him a poo face. Yeah, poo face. And maybe a... you should quit and get a job that you'd be better at, like, killing yourself, you fucking <laughs> So it, it's, it, it's really... It's kind of... I, 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 I was affected, negatively affected by that review, but that, that, that doesn't matter. Everyone who's, who's done anything in the public has had a bad review and everyone's been affected I have by it. I haven't that bad. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, actually, I was worst comedy experience of the whole of 2005 in the Daily Telegraph, which is probably worse. Really? Awesome. Yeah, in the Telegraph. Like how, how dare they? Um, <laughs> the, Didn't write a song about it. Um, I just yeah. put it. I put it on my posters. I was quite, I'm quite proud <laughs> yeah, of it. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's good to be the best at something, even if it's doing the worst. That's yeah, that. Yeah. Top of some list. <laughs> yeah. um, that you. Everyone has that experience, but sometime later, I thought that that's remained unexploited for comic. Uh, effect. Well, you're not meant to do. It. You're not. You're not. You're meant to just sit back and take it. So it's very funny for someone to to dare to do that it's very I think it's very releasing to listen to it as a performer to hear someone yeah. do it but it is you know, it's just I could listen you know I, the first time I heard it I, I listened to it probably ten times in a row it's, got, it's, it's built time. on Pacabell's canon so it's hooky as yeah, well yeah, right? the, the chorus is, um, is Pacabell's canon so it's, it's, it's got lots uh, going for it um, but the, the only negative side of it for me is that it's given me a reputation for having a problem with criticism because it comes up in every thing. Yeah. And so now I'm the guy who talks about criticism, which, which I, I do have a problem with criticism, <laughs> but, I, but I don't think it's worse. I think humans have a problem with criticism, especially when it's personal. And if you're a demonstrative person or a person who likes expressing ideas or a person who wants to analyse their own feelings, then your own attitude to your own criticism will eventually come out again. And then once you've written the song, being someone who um, is not very good at talking less, um, then in interviews <laughs> I'll continue to unpack it. <laughs> and, and, and so on, on we go, you know. And, uh, but I don't mind that because I think... I think there is a culture of not uh, uh, in the arts of of not responding to your reviewers, and it's the right thing. It's just to turn the other but cheek. It, but it, it's sort it's, of. But it's, it's like it's, it's like when it's like when you do something on Twitter and then someone criticizes you, and you go, you come back at them. They they get annoyed that you're coming back at them. It's like you've said something. Like, so a critic is like they say something, and you're not meant to respond to. And it. that power But it's clearly balance. a bad. Re- it's, it's a review. It's a bad review because he's written it based on what everyone else is thinking about it, and then he's gone and gone. Oh, well, I don't think it was that good. Yeah. And then you said on the, on Death Island disc that he hasn't listened to the song, which is a lie. Yeah. Uh, he claims he well, hasn't listened to the what? song. Do you know what? On Sunday, someone, he didn't. He, to Phil's uh, credit, he didn't 
um, tag me in, which is petulant and silly. If you're into Twitter, you'd understand. It's just like, it's just like high school. Um, <laughs> but he didn't tag me in, but of course I found it because someone else said, did you yeah. see what Phil Douse wrote? And Phil wrote on Sunday. So this is, um, he wrote the review in 2005 in my first year of comedy ever, and he said I should be tarred and feathered. And basically he said, for all intents and purposes, said this guy should fuck off. Um, and I was my first year, so I was pretty sensitive and not confident and all that sort of stuff. And then, so what are we, seven years later, and he's tweeted to his um, followers, um, um, uh, my, my sewerage system, my septic tank is banked, bank, backed up and Tim Minchin's on Desert Island discs, I don't know what's worse. And so, so I was like, oh, okay... But yeah, as a critic, I guess we can keep doing he's this. Saying, you, said on, yeah. you said on Des Island Disc that he said he, he's wasted an hour of his time watching a show, didn't like he's not going to spend another five minutes. Yeah, so, that's so not good, but that's not a good critic. A good critic wasn't going to see someone once and go in like the first show and go, well, I know their shit. Yeah. Uh, I've heard other people saying they're quite but he's good, not a good, but I'm critic. not going to go and see them ever again because I didn't like one yeah. show. That's just a terrible Phil's not a good critic. He's actually quite a good writer. I don't think he... I don't know anything about him actually I, 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 I personally but I've read a, a bit of his stuff and he, he writes well and he's obviously bright he's actually the per- what's that he's, he's ugly is he ugly oh, hey, not- hey girls in the audience he's <laughs> ugly doesn't matter what he looks like is it the He's, no, you can call a critic ugly. He is you're going to be in all yeah, kinds of trouble. Is he ugly compared to other human beings or other critics? Because if he's <laughs> ugly compared to the critics, yeah. I don't know if you've seen these guys loitering in the dark. Uh, <laughs> but, he, but, he, but he's um, he's a good writer. He's actually the guy I referred to earlier. I wasn't going to name him who slammed someone for their desert island disc. He's not right. generous, and he and 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 he's actually a good writer. But he has this other line in criticism, which is not his forte. And the way he deals with criticism is to be the guy who's satirical and dark and sardonic and slam stuff in quite a funny way. And the trouble is he wrote a review of me that was trying to slam me in quite a funny way to make people go, look how witty I am. And so I thought, well, surely if he's playing this game, then I'll have a go, but I've got Packabell's cannon. (laughs) (laughs) And and so I thought, oh, it's a response. But I I think it's a little unfair because I I don't like, I I really honestly don't like that. Phil's life has been what I assume is on a reasonable level influenced by my hate because I don't actually talk about, I don't do comedy about celebrities or I don't think you'll find much material, notwithstanding um, the Pope and Oprah Winfrey and Jesus and stuff. <laughs> I don't, don't think Jesus is a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> He's a, he's a superstar. Hey. Um, the, you won't find me slamming people, so I don't, I'm not hugely comfortable. There's a sort of an idea that I wrote in 2008, and it lives. But the, I keep thinking, oh, I'm going to get it off YouTube. I'm going to strip it back. I'm going to get it off the internet. I don't want to be asked about it and blah, blah. But people every now and then... Um, two, thing, two things stop me taking it down. One, every now and then, Phil writes something fucking awful. And I, and I, about someone else or about me, and I think, oh, well, if you're not going to just grow up, then I'm not going to grow up, you know, slap. And, um, and the other thing that happens is someone writes to me and says, oh, my God, I've just been in a show and this critic wrote this thing and I listened to your song and it made me feel better because... 
Sometimes you just need to go, fuck you! And, and that's a little anthem for the fuck you. It and is, I, it but should also be out it's, there, it's a song about you know, your own being you know, And it's about being how pathetic, pathetic we <laughs> are. <laughs> and that's refreshing yeah. as well to go, oh my God, I'm overreacting. I want to tear this guy's face meat off. <laughs> and that's pathetic. It is, it's absolutely. And that's the thing I keep forgetting to say when people ask me about it. It's a joke about how pathetic I yeah. am. It, it names are. him, but it is pathetic. It is. it is pathetic how sensitive we are. The thing is, though, you know, about 20 years ago, he was forced to eat his own face meat in front of his kids, which <laughs> oh. you maybe didn't know about, oh. but it's, it's quite, oh. it's quite, oh, it's quite God, insensitive to him. That's why I'm he's so psychic. ugly. I didn't, that's why I didn't want to say it. Turns out I could be Sally fucking Morgan. I could, <laughs> I could be earning a lot more money by lying. Oh, is that libelous? <laughs> You said I wasn't allowed to say anything libelous. You're allowed to say something libelous about lying. It's opinion. It's correct opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Redox. It's not. Have you ever? Have you ever? um, Do you mostly put this uh, on your scrotum? Stick a little bit. Just stick a little bit on your scrotum. I think it might not work on in the. It might be dangerous in concentrated form. Don't do it. (laughs) I am putting. Did you see the guy? The guy who first took LSD, you know, he took on LSD on TV. Said, "I'm taking the LSD now." It's like that. I am putting the radox on my I testicles. Am. It puts now. the radox on its skin. <laughs> any, puts the um, fucking lotion in the basket. Any, uh, any. Uh, original source is better. Original source is better. My God, is that like chili sauce or something? Oh, okay, good. Original oh. source. Oh, source as in the like source, source of somewhere. S O U R C source. <laughs> <laughs> original source, like sauce. HP source. Yeah, I thought it was that. Um, <laughs> never mind. Uh, have, we, have we done a long time, Ben? I've lost all track of time. Is that like an hour we've done, or is it less than? How many? Pretty much an hour. Pretty much an hour. Fucking, Fucking hell. hell. Let's keep going. This is bullshit. Let's keep going until. Let's treat going to every that's single one of these six percent of the audience want us to keep going. <laughs> I think that's enough. I'm a radical. I shall take my lead from the minority. Yeah, there's not, much, there's not much, that much to say about you. Someone wanted to ask you. They said uh, I've forgotten who it was on Twitter. Uh, they said um, in the big issue, you said that you couldn't be friends with anyone who's religious. Is that what you said? And is that true? Yeah, someone called me on that. And I was going to write a blog about it because I was I was doing that terrible mistake of trying to. Be honest um, <laughs> in, in the in a public forum, and, and I don't know if I said I couldn't be friends with someone who's religious, but uh, but the the person who took me to task on it did that old thing about you know you're bigoted or you're close-minded or whatever, and I have good friends who are religious. I I have a really interesting relationship with Frank Sheehan, my the canon of of. Um, Perth, the Perth Anglican Church, where I come from, who was my high school chaplain, who married Sarah and I, um, uh, on my behest, without <laughs> mentioning <laughs> Jesus or anything. Um, <laughs> um, and 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 he, he's a really interesting guy. He's kind of a philosopher and, and he's kind of quirky. But I, I maintain that I, I I have to admit I don't have any really close friends who are very religious. Um, and when I find out that people are quite religious. Um, that puts a dent in my ability to be good friends with them. And that sounds bigoted. (laughs) 
and it's, but it's not actually that they're religious that I have a problem with. I, I have good friends who are brought up. Uh, it's not about race or creed or anything. I've got friends who are brought up in Muslim families. Blah, blah, blah. But if then they go, well, I believe that my, my moral system, um, I'm very interested in how we live and this is one of the middle-class luxuries we have. I'm interested in, in, in how, how we choose to live and where we get our morals from and why we choose to be the way we are. And that's my obsession. That's my life. That's what I write about. It's what I... <laughs> and, <laughs> and so if someone says to me, well, I get my morals from this book, and I go, what, that book with the stuff about the stoning the rape victims? And they go, yeah. And I go, oh, okay, well, we're going to be able to be fine because, you know, I can see that you act well in your life, but I don't think we're going to be great mates because I find that... I don't even know what you're fucking talking about, you know. <laughs> so so the, the, it's a very interesting thing to me. I, I have uh, great friends who are from all different backgrounds, but I must admit they tend to be post-religious, not, not current religious. And the people, including family members, who um, in-laws and stuff, who have found religion and are very close to it, I have difficulty with because I do not understand what they're talking about, and that's a communication gap that I find hard to bridge so that I can be honest with them. Because as soon as someone says, I believe in God, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> because I'm obsessed with spe- specificity of language. Of it's like a expressing big, big ideas. man in the sky, you, uh, it's magic. And well, stuff. and then you go, is he, in the, is he in the sky? And they go, he's not in the sky. And I go, okay, so he's not in the sky. Is he, not, is he definitely not in the sky? And they go, well, he's not not in the sky. And they go, okay, does he poo? Does he poo? <laughs> Give me one attribute. Just give me an attribute. Give me, does he have a beard? Is he a he? Is he definitely a he? How do you know he's a he? Does he have cock and balls? Does he put radox on his balls? Like any attribute. Is he good? Is he all powerful? Is he all knowing? Is he not good? Is he not all powerful? Any attribute. So we can start the conversation. I cannot stand non specific language. Like people will say things like, I have a dream, or I just believe everything happens for a reason. I just go, You don't believe everything happens for a reason because you don't even know what that sentence means. Let's start again and we can be friends. <laughs> So yeah, you, that is true. Then that is my best man is is quite religious. And my best man at my wedding, he's, he's a cunt. No, I mean, so what? So what's that? Um, but I, so I never that... see. I never see him. I, mean, I, can't, I, couldn't, I couldn't hang <laughs> around with the tip of the hat to him. Your past. Um, but but how does that go? I know. I know. I have relationships with people where I don't need to go down these paths. Well, but unfortunately, I'm now on the public record for my beliefs, so it's actually a lot about them and their wariness and their need to unpack their beliefs for me because I'm, because I'm outspokenly. Yeah. I guess it comes back to the same thing, which is about someone saying, this is what I think, but you're not allowed to say what you, you think, you know, by, by disagreeing with some, but something. I don't mind. You know, I don't... You, but that's what it is, isn't it? A religious person saying, you know, you're not allowed to say, I'm, I think religion is wrong. Any religion is a blasphemy against all other religions. So by, by stating your religion... But most religious, religious people don't mind that I'm an atheist. No. They, they wouldn't not be friends with me, and I wouldn't not be friends for them because I don't believe what they think or they don't believe what I think. That's not the... It's not fundamentally the problem that we don't share beliefs. I am very good friends with a lot of people with whom I don't share all beliefs, taste in music, food, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> wives, you know. Like, um, although we happen to share. Um, that, um, we happen to share wives. Oh, I think it's good that it's out there, Richard. Um, but uh, it's, it's, it's not that. It, the, the trouble with religion is that in terms of relationships is not 
where it begins, it's where it goes. It's, it's, it's that I like talking about to people about what they care about and I just... It, it, doesn't, it doesn't come to a head. It's just that eventually if, if um, you know, it tends to get down to stupid fucking things like gay marriage and euthanasia and you just go, uh, I can't have this conversation. You keep evoking a book and we can't talk about this anymore, you know? Yeah. Mm. It's nice. Know. It's got a little I've got, I've got religious friends is the short answer. Yes, that's yeah. good. I just don't like them as much as the others. <laughs> Unless they unpack their prolapse. Well, we'll... <laughs> Jesus never said anything about this. <laughs> thou shalt not prolapse thou lower intestine. <laughs> Fuck it with it's your own. It's in one of the apocryphal gospels, so uh, he did say it in the. Uh... <laughs> oh. I didn't catch that, did he? No. Don't have to respond if I didn't understand it. That's how, that's how, that's how heckling works. Uh, well, we should. Um, we'll... I wanted to quit. I'll talk. We might like maybe throw out some. Do you want to get the audience to ask some questions? And that if might be not, nice. I mean, you must I mean if you want, you can go. Or... If you're bored, you can, it's not. Nothing else is going to happen. <laughs> if you listen to this, I'm thinking this is fucking dragging on. <laughs> what, with the podcast, like often people go. You're hot. Yeah, it's quite. I mean, you can go if you want. We won't be upset. We can just stay in. I'll be but upset. But you with podcasts, you'll go. The podcast. This podcast is too long, right? When, when, and often my podcasts are like this, quite rambling. You're going to go. Stop listening to it at the, <laughs> at the point where you think. It is long enough. <laughs> Stop there. No podcast should go longer than 50 minutes. I've got an idea. <laughs> 50 minutes. <laughs> Anyone want to ask Tim Minchin a question? I hemmed a curtain this morning. <laughs> with that sort of stuff you iron that oh, kind yeah. of melts it together, not with the sewing. You're just like a regular guy. I'm just a I'm like a regular person. guy, but I'm awesome at hemming curtains. I, I saw you outside in the street just walking around like you were just normal. Yeah, I'm an actor, Amazing. right? <laughs> Incredible. A lady here has a hand up. I might have to repeat it for the people at home. What's your question? Hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. Hi. <laughs> it's like simultaneous translation, but the same language. I noticed with Angela Merkel on the news today, they had a male translator, and they did make the point, this is, her voice is said by a translator, just in case people thought, Andrea Merkel. Hello, this is Andrea Merkel. Uh, Angela Merkel. Yeah, so, yeah, go on. Wait. Hi, Tim. Are you thinking of reform? This is a, a fan question. I guess I'm like Henry Higgins from uh, Pygmalion. I don't think you're from England. Am I right? Brilliant. Uh, so just any accent, I can get that. So are you thinking of reforming... What Rosencrantz. Rosencrantz. So I had a band what? in Melbourne when I what? first moved there called Rosencrantz, yeah. which never recorded anything and did about five gigs. But... Um, um, my gig tomorrow night at the 100 Club. Uh, have you planted a woman in the audience? I have not. To make, um, I was wondering, first... is there any way I can see your serious music being played? Well, you can't, funny, because it's sold out. But, um, <laughs> uh, actually, um, uh, I'm doing my first kind of original non-comic songs gig in six years tomorrow night. And, uh, yeah... I think five of the songs are from that era. So I don't think we're going to call it Rosencrantz, but I do need a band name. Maybe we should try and figure out a band name. <laughs> Not Guildenstern. Rectal Prolapse. Rectal <laughs> Prolapse. <laughs> I think it's all right. Yeah. So I'm not sure we'll be taken seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Although... It's worth taking it seriously. <laughs> I just want any listeners out there to know, if you do have a rectal prolapse, you should take it seriously. <laughs> it's not a joke. It is a joke, but it's not a joke. 
fuck it, and then call an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> don't eat anything. Don't, don't eat. eat. Don't, don't eat. Don't eat anything for don't a little while. Yeah. <laughs> Good question. What was your name, lady, who asked that question? Felicity. Felicity. Do be proud of being called Felicity. Don't oh, say it. <laughs> it's his sister. Almost. <laughs> Good. Uh, that's that's only is uh, that's the uh, an Australian, another Australian. That was pretty in house. What's it like living in Australia? Coming from Australia, you were born in Northampton, like Andrew Collins. I was born in Northampton. Yeah, in very similar manner to yeah. Andrew Collins. One day, Collins, right out of you Andrew Collins' mum's vagina. <laughs> you could have an audio book for yourself. He's a genius. He is a genius. He's a very nice man. Is he? No. No. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, he is, he's, he is a very nice man. I like him, he's nice. He yeah, nice. Uh, Barrett, maternity home. Maternity. I've had some wine. Maternity. <laughs> maternity. Maternity is like a, a matrimonial attorney. I can hear a, I can uh, hear a thousand people deciding this podcast tired. has gone online. <laughs> Come on, ask another question, quick. Ask another question, then and we, then might, we'll we go, might get on the competition, then you can win promise 50 we'll pounds as well. How did the concentrated shower gel feel? Uh, it was a Darren Brown style trick. I never had any on my fingers. Oh. I did touch my bollocks, but there was no. <laughs> There's a couple of different ways I could have done that trick. One would put radox on my fingers, but not touch my bollocks. One is not put radox on my fingers and touch my bollocks. I did the latter. Because if in doubt, you should always touch your bollocks. I was going to do it, but I was going to do it myself. But then I thought, I'm wearing my wedding suit. And. Uh... I don't want to get radox all over the crotch of my... I've already... I'm so, I can't have nice things. I, my, my wife's already nearly died during the wedding. My wife nearly she's died. She's a nice thing. She nearly... I know, she's a nice thing. 15 days into our wedding, she started choking on a carrot that she'd put in her mouth herself. Uh, and she couldn't breathe, and I didn't know what to do. And she was actually dying in front of me. And I was thinking, God, this is this embarrassing. I was, I was just yeah. thinking... Like to I've just get to, to, to 15 days for at least a month. Gonna have to days. ring a mum and dad up and go, uh, Hi, her. it's me. Remember Richard from the wedding? I broke yeah. it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know she that thing you gave me? <laughs> you know that wedding present you gave me? <laughs> Tall one? <laughs> broke it. <laughs> Do you have another one? Can you, another one? Can you work on another one? So what did you do? <laughs> she get it up herself. I, 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 I slapped a sharp... What you've got to do is slap sharply between the shoulder blades. I did that. And I did try and do the Heimlich manoeuvre based on what I'd seen in an episode oh. of The Simpsons, <laughs> yeah. which should, I'm not sure is entirely anatomically should correct. Should animate more accurate. <laughs> I had to put my, I had to get rid of, cut one of my fingers off to make it uh, <laughs> absolutely correct. Um, but she, luckily, she started breathing again. But she's now very scared about putting things in her mouth, which is, I think it's, I think the whole thing was a kind of ruse, right? <laughs> she won't eat. She's actually scared to eat. If I was away last night in Wales, she was scared to eat anything. I'm sorry, sorry to reveal this, darling. That frosty silence isn't, doesn't bode well for me. My long trip home. She won't eat if I'm not in the house because she's scared of choking to death. Yeah, don't, she's not a fucking dog or something. My little kitten, she's a human being. Don't patronise her. Oh. <laughs> sorry, Kate. <laughs> that's one <laughs> that's, you could have made that joke <laughs> I, I think you should puree stuff for her <laughs> yeah, before yeah, you what, leave I think that's the right thing to do 
puree stuffer yeah. and put it in a drip and just leave it there, <laughs> having soup through her arm. That's how you and get to stay married for ten years. Va- she'll get her vein blocked with a little bit of carrot and she'll <laughs> And it'll turn out she'll die by having an aneurysm in her brain. It'll be a piece of carrot. And it'll be your fault again. That would be a good Tales of the Unexpected. Why don't you do a musical of that? Do you like copy and roll dial stuff? You're a genius. <laughs> down, down, down. You could have that lady. She'd give you the main character. Did you get Tales of the Unexpected? The no. problem with having an Australian... I wasn't is, born in the 70s. Is, uh, yeah, having a I was born in the 70s. Just 1975. I wasn't culturally... Yeah. Born in Northampton in 1975. Good year. Best song in 75? Probably Brian Wilson. I, I would. I liked the Suite at the time. They were the first. I don't know if they what record they released in '75. But the first. The first two records I ever bought simultaneously from a, a jumble sale were "Fox on the Run" by the Suite and "Wombling Merry Christmas" by the Wombles. <laughs> first record I ever bought was um, "Venus" by Bananarama. Oh, nice. <laughs> Fuck you, bitches. <laughs> Venus. <laughs> Good, well, should we move on to the competition? Would you like to try and win some stuff and then Jesus, we can go you on? you guys have been sitting there for hours. They have, it's been like... Hey, who has had a terrible time? Cheer now. There you go, we're all right. Oh, I set the bar low. Who's had an adequate time? Cheer now. Yeah, see, there you oh, go. So, you <laughs> Fair enough. It's who's had the best time they've ever had in their life? Cheer now. That's fucking terrible tragic. Lives. <laughs> terrible lives, terrible Terrible. Who I is satisfied that this was worth £12.50 of their money? That's, that's, we've done our job. And now some of them, someone's going to win £50 of my actual own money. Just throwing it around. You're going to give £50? Pounds yeah, because I'm, ni- well, yeah, I'm a nice guy. Someone's going to win. This is, what? Well, you could get hair dye for £50. Pounds. I could get my hair cut. <laughs> get my hair cut. Uh, what are we going to do with this? It's, uh, we did this at the Edinburgh Fringe podcast. You may have an advantage if you've listened to this before because there's going to be some questions some of you will recognise. Uh, we, we make some statements that are either true or false. You have to decide if they're true or false. We need to stand up for this. Everyone stand up on their two feet if they have them. And uh, if you think the statement is true, put your hands on your head. If you think the statement is false, put your hands on your bottom, the seat of full falsehood. If you get it wrong, you have to sit down. And you have to be honest about this. It's self-policing, but... You're allowed to kill anyone who is cheating. And you will not get prosecuted. That is not legally binding. So we'll make some uh, statements. Uh, the first statement I'll make during the interval, I checked uh, the BBC news site and the news... <laughs> the news has come in that the newsreader, Kenneth Kendall, you probably won't know who it is, but he used to present Treasure Hunt, has sadly died. Don't laugh. <laughs> during the interval. Is that true or false? If you think it's true, put your hands on your head. If you think it's false, put your hands on your bottom. The seat of all falsehood. A lot of people going for... Could be quick. Could be over quickly. It is false. He is not. He's still, he's still alive and kicking, so sit down if you said true. If you'd listen to the, if you'd listen to the podcast, you'd know that. Though one day he will die and I'm going to fucking... That, look, that'd have caught a load of fuckers out. I just hope it's not like in the last 20 minutes while we've been on it. Yeah, because then everyone else could owe a lot of people fifty quid. <laughs> yeah, so get, well, only one person's going to get the fifty quid. It's not everyone getting the fifty. But if you we're going to get it down give them wrong information, that's lying, and they have recourse for legal. <laughs> well, I said I was very careful with the wording. So, Tim. Yes, Timothy Minchin. Yeah, what's your middle name? David. That's nice. Yeah. True or false? No, because what's your what's your um what's your thing? Could be true or false. Wait, what's what, my what? Let's make a fucking statement. I was just trying to. I was oh, trying to I'll build make, make a statement. I was oh. trying to build the tension. Okay, my middle name's David. <laughs> True or false? 
No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that could have been an elaborate been... setup. It still <laughs> could, could be. be. <laughs> My middle name is Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> We're fucking with them. All right. Um, uh, you told me that I had, they had to be about me, so it could be it's about all going to sound yeah. very narcissistic. No, no, it could be about Okay, here's my statement. Um, I used to collect ornamental hippopotami. <laughs> is true, that true or false? Or false? A lot of What's the heads? A lot of heads is true, bottoms is false. So a lot of people have gone oh, for true. This feels cruel. It's tr- false. Oh, it was mean? elephants, you fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Who would want to collect hippopotami? Uh, they're deadly. You light a fire. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. It was the, it was the detail of the hippopotami. People think he knows all about <laughs> hippopotamuses and what the plural yeah. of. It's not the is. first time the Romans have caught people out. Latin? I don't know. Uh, what is it? Is it? You have the same sort of nerds I have. Yeah, Romanus and Dom. Okay, Richard. Yeah, I've got to think of one now. Oh, I hadn't, hadn't thought ahead. I'm going to think what I collected as a kid. When I was a kid... I used to collect uh, fossils that I'd found uh, on Weymouth and Minehead Beach. Semen in fossils? Is that true or false? <laughs> oh. A lot oh, of people wow. gone for true. I had a collection of two fossils that I found. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Two is a collection. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So sit down if it's you true. say false. I think, and be honest, please anyone who's lying... For the £50. It's, the prize is too good. People are going to cheat their weight. And that shower gel. That's what you're staying in it for, isn't it? That's what, that's what you're looking forward to. I dye my hair. True or false? Does Tim Minchin dye his hair? True or false? True that's, is that's hair. Good. That's good. That's good. I do dye my hair. Oh, no, it's false. <laughs> it's false. I do not dry my, dry my, I dry my hair. But not even that very often. Uh... This afternoon, the team York City that I support failed to get through to the playoffs of the uh, non-league final playoffs to get into the champion, into the actual football league. Is that true or false? If you've been following the newspapers, you'll know this. Did they fail to get into the final? True or false? It is false. They succeeded in getting into the final. So wow, now so, we're getting down to it. Now we're getting down to it. So who's still in? We've still got a few in. Okay, yeah, football, more. it's football. Football question. And an obscure football-based question, I would say. More solipsism from yeah, me. Go, go for it, go. I am five foot nine in my shoes. <laughs> Depends which shoes. What's the heads mean? Heads means truth, bottoms means false. Just remember the bottoms are false. <laughs> What's the answer? It's false. It's, it's false. false. How tall oh. are you? Uh, yes, that's false. Yes, I'm. I'm six foot in my shoes. Are you? Yeah, look at that. <laughs> you are gigantic. I am very little by uh, comparison. Um, I uh, th- this week I've been offered a uh, role in a uh, to be in a TV program, the uh, Dangerous Driving uh, program, where they drive along dangerous roads, where I would be driving in Bolivia with my lookalike Charlie Borman. Is that true? <laughs> true or false? for true if, you, if there's two people on true if it's true it's false it was uh, I've been offered it was Phil Jupiter's that I was offered to do that one. <laughs> I really 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 don't like Michael McIntyre <laughs> true or false wow lots of trues it's false I think he's great 
So sit down. So who's still That's here? Who have we got? The boss is a lady here. Up. Two gentlemen here. Is there someone else down at the back? Is that just someone wait, hoping the bar will open again? Yeah, OK, yes. When will... Let me have a drink. When will this end? So this is... This could be a deciding uh, question. Um, uh, the uh, subject that I chose not to do uh, in my warm-up today... <laughs> ..was... Um, <laughs> trying to make one up and I can't think of it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of any subject and I can't think of anything. All right. um, I used to date the actress Sally Phillips. Is that true or false? That's true. <laughs> There's two truths, one false. It is true. It is true. So sit down. God, do you think I couldn't date Sally Phillips? <laughs> is that it? There's two left in. So there's one more question. You have to go. Whoever goes for the answer first will win. So the, tr- the correct answer, obviously, will win. So Tim Minchin... I in your first home. met Richard in Edinburgh in 2006 and we shared a tuk-tuk from Cowgate to Gilda Balloon. True or false? Lady's gone for true, so you have to go for false, I think. Oh, no. They can both go the same. We'll just keep going. OK, all right, we'll keep going. <laughs> or if they're both out, we keep... We split we can... the 20... <laughs> hey, hey... So, what have they both done? <laughs> they both said true. Awesome. <laughs> it's false. <laughs> it's false. You can stay in, you can stay in. I stay, I'm you stay, I'm stay, I'm stay in. I first met Tim Minchin uh, in Edinburgh in 2006. <laughs> on Arthur's seat, on the way up onto Arthur's seat, not on the top. Is that true or false? Uh, they've gone for opposite things. It is false. We you think we can't won. remember. We can't we remember how we met. But it almost come definitely this, wasn't come that. Up the stage, come up, you've won. It's my wife. My wife was one. No. Here you go. You've won Tim Minchin's phone. You've won all this lovely stuff. And uh, part of the deal is that Tim Minchin gets to apply that in the shower later to you. There you go. What's your name? Danielle. Danielle has won the prize. Give her this fifty pounds of my money. Why not come along at home and you two can join in? Um, We're doing these uh, for most Mondays in uh, May and June. Next week we have a secret surprise (laughs) guest who hopefully will be good. There'll be someone good. We've had a I mean, just have been amazing people we're getting on this. So next week is uh, Charlie Hicks and then Charlie Brooker, which I think sold out. Uh, Nick Frost, Stuart Lee, Graham Linehan. So do book ahead if you want to come and see these live. It's been fun, hasn't it, seeing it live? Yeah. And uh, if, if you, you want to see an amazing gig, you've got to go see the Scope gig on the 20th of May. <laughs> 20th of May. It is incredible and you should go. It is, and there are, I'm on it. And Sally Phillips is on at the Scope gig as well. It on 20th of May at gig. the Apollo. Uh, it's Alma terrible that Jones. I'm not going to be there because I wish I could be there just to watch it. <laughs> I do. I do. It's fine. Awesome. So thank you. And thanks to... Uh, can we give a massive round of applause to Tim Minchin for being my first fantastic guest. He's attempted to suck his own penis. That's what we've learnt about him. Uh, and uh, if you want to see what is love anyway, there are two more opportunities to see it at the Bloomsbury Theatre on the 15th and 16th of May. Still some tickets left. Uh, this has been Richard Herring's Left Square Theatre Podcast. It was produced by Ben Walker, music by Pest. It's a uh, fuzz and sky potato production. Uh, thank you very much for coming. I love you all. See you next week. Thank you. Cheers. How'd you like them sky potatoes? <laughs>